friend. God makes no mistakes. He places you exactly where he wants you to serve the people that he needs you to serve. Stay tuned for more. Hi, I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I have promised weekly interviews with women that have made a difference in my life, but most importantly, are making a difference in the world. And this week, y'all, is a very, very special guest. My guest this week is none other than Miss Crystal Gilmore. Crystal has years of experience in the law, compliance, and regulations as a business executive. She has a razor sharp mind when it comes to analyzing contracts and making the best decision for the company overall. She has achieved great success in her current role as the chief financial officer for the Spearhead Group in Houston, Texas. Crystal, thank you so much for joining the podcast. No problem, Ashley. Of course, I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Y'all, I mentioned early, early on in the podcast that I will be introducing to so many of you all women that are special to me. Many of them are going to be my sororas at Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. (laughs) And Crystal is also one of my line sisters. Sis, I want to know, we start the podcast by asking every guest to give their definition of joy. Okay. So as you've had a couple weeks to think about Mm -hmm. it, how would you define joy? Okay, yeah, for sure. For me, joy is definitely finding those tiny little moments in your day and taking those and being grateful for them. So many times we have huge goals, things that may take years to accomplish, and we focus on that and we don't take time for the little things and just being joyful in that. And that can help your whole day go better. And when did you realize that you had to take itty bitty moments and mm-hmm. not just make it mm-hmm. the, the big, big pieces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was definitely ever since I moved away from Houston after high school and uh, I hadn't really moved back except for five years ago, I've been back. And so kind of being out there on your own, you're always like, okay, I've got to get to work. I've got to do this. Little things like that. But you still have to take the time and just be like, okay, I'm grateful that I got this opportunity. What can I learn on the way? And so that kind of helped me kind of refine my vision. Mm, Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. And have there been moments when outside of school where you were like, Mm. I can't quite pinpoint joy quite yet, Mm -hmm. but you had to hold on to something to persevere. Mm -hmm. Have there been other moments? Yes, definitely. Um, You know, one of the things we share is, um, you know, we both have passing of members in our family, our grandmothers. um, And so that's something that happened to me, you know, when I was 
away from home. I tried to come back as much as I could, but just being away and having that happen, it was like, how do I persevere? What joy is there in today if my grandmother is in the hospital, you know, 24-7, you know? And it's so hard and you have to pray and you have to keep grounded in the church that's nearby you or, you know, your community or even the friends like around you like you that have gone through it and they can kind of help you say, you know what, I went through that, you know, seven years ago and now look at me, I'm I'm getting up, I'm going to work, I'm pushing through. And so it's just kind of like remembering, okay, this is tough, you know, grieving is hard, but just like taking those scriptures with you throughout your day kind of gets you to that joy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you currently serve as the chief financial officer of the Spearhead Group. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. A minority woman owned business specializing in staffing and recruiting services with Mm -hmm. over 40 years of experience. What is special about this organization to you? Yes, um, definitely the most special thing is that uh, it's family run. So it's something that, uh, you know, my dad started years ago and then my mom picked up when he passed off, passed away. And um, so that's the most special thing um, is just everyone getting a chance to work together, but also being able to provide a service for our community here in Houston. Like finding jobs is a top problem for people, especially after COVID. And so being able to provide those resources for people and being able to just kind of help them along their way, even if they're not fully where they want to go yet, we kind of, you know, coach them along the way and just match them with companies that can really help them in their career. So just, yeah, really promoting the Houston thing for us is the biggest angle just giving back to the community where you came from you know yeah so growing up did you imagine following in your parents footsteps in the spearhead group (laughs) no definitely not (laughs) growing up I wanted to sing and dance on Broadway really (laughs) yes not many people know that (laughs) but um you know I started out doing that I even um you know started doing it at SMU in the school meadows and then I just had a complete 180 and I started in communications and I was like I really like this maybe I can just you know do the other things as a hobby and that's kind of what I did until I got so busy. <laughs> but yeah, basically, um, that was not something that was on my radar at all. But then when I moved back, and I kind of jumped into it, I was like, I love this, you know, I love being around my family and being able to do things that are here and helping people. And I was just all for it. So yeah. <laughs> so what we're not gonna do is, is skip right past this <laughs> Just right this past. singing and dancing. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to Just. skip right past this. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I know. I know. Many people don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Mm-hmm. I grew up in the theater world, singing, dancing, all hours of the night, prepping for rehearsals and musicals. That was my life before, you know, college and all of that. So it was hard to kind of like t- make that switch. But now I, I just couldn't be happier. So. Wow. So yeah. when did you get bit by the law book? Yes, actually, it was um, right when I was graduating undergrad. And there was some issues I saw kind of with the company at home. And I was like, you know, those legal issues, they kind of need somebody 
there that really cares about the company. Obviously, you can hire anyone that's qualified and they'll do their, you know, do justice to their job. But it's different when you have someone that's in the family and actually cares about it and, you know, really checking out for all of these things. There's so many things in compliance that goes on with uh, the Spearhead Group and just keeping up to date on everything. And so that was kind of like my angle. I was like, I really like contracts, so maybe I can go into this. And it's been good since then. Yeah. So it's just a complete different angle. Yeah, for me. Exactly. (laughs) That is so cool Mm. that you have been able to shift, but then still find passion while serving others and blending working with your family mm-hmm. and fulfilling, you know, your father and your family's yeah. legacy. Thank wow, you. That yeah. is so passionate. <laughs> you mentioned earlier that your mother serves as the president of mm-hmm. the organization. Um, many may not know that you all have a very, very close relationship. Very close. <laughs> um, what has she modeled for you in terms of joy? Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. She is the epitome of joy, in my opinion, because every time you see a hardship come your way, when you're a kid, you kind of look to your mom to see how she's going to handle it. You know, that's your role model. And every time I remember her saying, you know, whatever it is, you know, we pray, you know, just like how we did before we started this podcast, we pray, you take a minute and, um, you know, you gather yourself and you get through the day and God will be with you. And, you know, even when I didn't live here and I couldn't see her, you know, for lunch and stuff like we do, we always talk. And she always is like, did you read your scripture? Or did you pray? Because that's what's going to carry you through. And so for me, like, yeah, she just always has the best attitude. And so I'm just trying to be more <laughs> like her. And she's like, I've got years of experience. Listen to me on this. I'm like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> oh, that's so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the things that I have shared with you privately mm-hmm. is how you remind me of my grandfather. You have such a quiet peace and calm demeanor Mm -hmm. and I want to know if this has helped you in these careers that can be very very high pressure and high stress and it's like go 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 yes for sure for sure Ashley like starting out my legal career you know you don't always get to work on the cases that you would like to things don't always turn out the most pleasant in this world unfortunately some of the things information that I've been privy to some of the things that people have done I've you know been a part of down at the courthouse and seen it's just horrifying you know and so just like being able to keep a calm demeanor throughout that is something you have to do. Otherwise, it'll consume you. When I first started, I remember I would go home and I would be sitting on the sofa and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm still consumed with the day. All the horrible things that, you know, this case, this case, all these different things that happen. And I'm like, how could somebody do this? And we're living in this world, you know, all these things. And it's just about coming back to that center. Okay, let me just pray, clear my mind, meditate, those types of things. And so for me, being more calm, and I guess, you know, level headed, it kind of (laughs) helps with the high pressure situations. So, yeah, definitely. I got it. I yeah. Got it. Something else that you really, really enjoy is traveling. Yes. <laughs> My love. How has that, what inspired 
that love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, it was my dad. I went on my first international trip when I was 12. I was a little scared, but the school was offering a program, and he was like, I think you should go. Um, and that was when I got, like, my first chance to kind of go away for 12 days. I think I was, like, seventh grade, something like that. And um, it just – I caught the little travel bug, and I was like, wow, I love – seeing other cultures and how people do things there. It's so interesting to me, whether it's on Netflix or what a documentary. <laughs> I just love seeing how other people live in other parts of the world. So when I travel, it's not just all about like, I love a good beach day, but it's also about like, I'm going to want to see a museum. I'm going to want to see like, you know, some locals spend some money for the local cafes or restaurants, bracelet makers or whatever it may be, you know, give back to the locals always. But um, I just love getting a chance to experience that so that's definitely it for me and he gave me that opportunity at a young age because he's like I don't want you to be scared of anything you know and it's like obviously he didn't know you know he wouldn't be here when he would pass but I think he just wanted to instill that in me like not to be afraid to jump out there just you know be safe obviously but get out there experience life and see what all it has to offer and so for that it's like you know grateful for life for that lesson and where was that first trip at 12 at 12 Costa Rica Costa Rica yep okay. yep <laughs> Costa Rica we did a little bit of um you know re- rebuilding homes and stuff so it was like a little bit of giving back and a little bit of fun so yeah oh my gosh. yeah and so how many countries would you say you've gone to um yeah. I would say since then it's definitely been at least 10 or more yeah for sure at least 10 or more <laughs> yeah and that's the thing like for me I had the chance to just at one point I was working in Italy and I had the chance to stay there but you know family is number one for me mm-hmm. so it's like yes it's beautiful around here everything is nice but how I can't really fully enjoy it unless mm-hmm. I have my family around me so that was my number one thing in coming back wow. yeah yeah that's actually like the driving force that brought me back wow mm-hmm. so how in making that decision or how difficult was it to make that Yeah. Kind of career Mm -hmm. decision. Mm -hmm. It was very difficult for me because I had some friends that were like, you know, girl, (laughs) you better stay over there, live your life. Like, you know, like they'll be fine, which, you know, they will be, you know, but I still wanted to do things for myself, you know, and I had to be true to myself. And although it is fun, I knew I was happiest when I was around my family. And I'm like, we can always take trips, you know, if we work really hard, we can take more trips for, you know, X amount of days and stuff like that. I'd like to work towards those types of goals instead of, you know, the other path. So it was definitely challenging for me. Um, You know, my boss and a lot of people were like, what, you know, but I just was like, this is what I want to do. And for me, it's paid off, you know, because when I'm away, I mean, I feel like it's kind of like a shoulders up moment. Like I'm tense. Like there's no one kind of looking out for you. You know, you're on your own. You're kind of just like to have everything. My, you know, and here it's like, okay, I've got my family with me, my husband, like people that are looking out for me and it feels a little more relaxing. <laughs> so yeah. Home is, home is where your heart is. Exactly. Exactly. So during the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, 
things changed for you. Yes. Um, you fell in love, yes. and then shortly after, you made a transition and became um, mm-hmm. a wife and a bonus mom. Yes. What has been the biggest lesson that you've learned having become a wife and a bonus mm-hmm. mom? Mm-hmm. I'll start with the wife first. Um, the biggest lesson for me is just about really bringing that partnership, like really working together every day. Like this person is for you. They're not against you. You can relax, you know, and work towards your goals that you have. And that to me is just invaluable. And, you know, just having someone that can help you with your focus. And, you know, like I said, like he's also kind of changed my perspective on how to be more grateful for like the things in the moment. I'm always a goals person. Mm -hmm. I just always have been, I don't know, I blame it on private school. I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's like you go to school at that age and, you know, it's, it's always focused on high achievement, high achievement, which is good. But, you know, at a certain point, you have to live also, right. you know, and so you have to be able to have a good balance. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm always just like, I got to get there. I got to do this. And he's like, you know, yes, but let's be grateful in that moment. And that's something that like marriage has helped me with. And it's just like also working on that. And then um, obviously with my bonus child, I love him to death. Mm-hmm. Like he's so cute and you've met him and. He's just so full of joy. And so for me, it's just like you could have like a crazy day at work. Like all these people may call Spearhead and say, you know, this person you sent, it's not working out. We're, we need a replacement or whatever. And then, you know, we've got to call recruiters and we got to do this or whatever, for example. And then, you know, you come home and he's just sitting there so full of joy. Kids are so full of innocence and joy that like back to your whole theme of your podcast, that it's just like one little glimpse of him just having fun. You're like, you know what that little issue at work like it's not that big of a deal you know like look how much fun you like let's just have fun as a family and just it kind of grounds you you know so just like that kind of thing has definitely been really good for me and just like being selfless and just really jumping in there and like you know thinking of us as a team and just that's the only way to really get through yeah yeah that's good I think that's so important too for you know, so many women and people in general, right, to remember the bigger picture and not to get Mm -hmm. so bogged down in what has to be this way. I have to get to this thing and remember life is all about the big, life is all about the experiences. Exactly. And not just the moments. And it's so hard with the day-to-day stuff, especially with the news. We won't even go there. But, you know, it's just like, it's just turning out all the noise, as we call it, and just really focusing on what we have in front of us. It's nice because the way I see it is, look, you have to be here. You're going to live till tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Why not make it the best that you can? You know what I mean? You're not going anywhere. Like, live it to the fullest and that's you know kind of how I'm trying to be yeah that's good that's really really good who has modeled that for you or where have you seen that best model Mm -hmm. definitely growing up I think um just seeing like my grandparents I spent a lot of time over there growing up and just seeing their interaction and it's like kind of like you said it's like not always a loud interaction it's like a quiet understanding like you know it's like just two teammates working together and I know the longer you've been together the more you learn about each other and so less has to be said but um just the way the working together and even if you fight it's about how 
how you fight. It's not about the subject. It's about, okay, how are you going to tackle this, you know, communication issue or whatever it may be. And so for me, seeing them work together and that like, you know, quietness, it was just like everything for me. I'm like, okay, yeah, teammates, they do, you know, my grandma had things that she did. My grandfather had things that he did and they just, you know, they just did them and it worked. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things I also want to talk with mm-hmm. you about is the importance of uh, sisterhood oh, and yeah. friendship. Oh, yeah. Um, at your bridal shower, mm-hmm. your mother had so many good, <laughs> good girlfriends surrounding yes. you. Yes. Um, and then at your wedding, you had so many good, good girlfriends surrounding you. Can you talk about the importance of sisterhood mm-hmm. and support? Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Ashley, like, you know how much I love my friends and I love my sisters, like, just as much as I love my family, honestly. And I have always just been a girl's girl, even as a little kid in Girl Scouts. <laughs> so I've always just loved that friendship thing, but it's a little deeper also for me because I am an only child. So for me, it's like, you're my sister, like my real sister. And my friends, it's like I think of some of them as family as well. And so, you know, as an only child, you kind of um, make a larger family for Mm -hmm. yourself. And they're not always biological. That level of importance for me is at the top, top level. And I always try to make sure I make time for my friends. Like, And I don't want any of them to ever think you can't call me with this just because it may not be an issue for me anymore. Like, for example, we always talk about dating stories like, girl, where did you go? Like, I still, you know, make time to talk about that with my friends because it's like I've been through it, too. You know, I know how it is. I know it's not easy. I know these apps are crazy and stuff like that. And I know how to weed through them. You know, so it's like being there for your friends that are in different um, circumstances. Also, you have you still have things in common, as well as other friends that are similar to you. At my wedding, like one of my favorite parts was obviously you guys, the sisters and the sister, the sweetheart circle and everything. And just looking around and seeing this means so much to me because I have such an important bond with each one. And that's just invaluable. You know, it's just really invaluable. So I just would tell people, make time for your friends. Like it does not take anything out of you. And honestly, after I connect with each one of my friends, I feel better. Like even when I spoke with you the other day, I just felt so good when we got off the phone like it's just you know it's it's really really a good thing so I just tell people don't you know I know it's a busy day but text your friends back keep connected that's important yeah yeah Yeah. and I think sometimes for when you see a friend get married you're like Sometimes it's natural to be like, oh, no, 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 let them have their their married time. I know, I know, I know. Um, But you're saying, no, but no, I still need. No, it's like, I'm still here for you, girl. Like, I will help you weed through. I want to hear about your brunch date. Like, yes, you know, because that's being a good friend. Everybody has different circumstances. Nobody's perfect. If everybody, like, honestly, if I was going on that, nobody would have any friends. You know, everybody has their faults, but you can't just take that and be like, okay, this person's that way. No, look at the good, work on whatever else they need to work on with them, you know, and that's how I think I've been able to kind of keep my friendships over the years yeah yeah (laughs) what do you think is one of the most important traits in a long-lasting friendship Mm -hmm. I definitely think it's just being there for them when they need you you don't have to talk every day you know what I mean I have 
best friends that we, you know, don't speak every day. But if we sat here like we are now, it's the easy conversation like this. And that to me is a very important trait, just knowing that they're always there for you no matter what, Mm -hmm. having your back. So just being reliable. Yeah. Yeah. And I think especially, and I think this also goes into your field um, in recruiting Mm -hmm. and having, you know, helping someone find good employment is being honest Mm -hmm. and transparent, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to help somebody find a good job, you got to know what your skills and services are. In order to be a good friend, you got to help. Hey, what's going on with you? Exactly. Let's communicate. (laughs) I can't read your mind. Exactly. The transparency level. Just be open. You know, that's what creates the real bonds. Mm -hmm. That's what pushes people past the acquaintances and into the like, okay, we're there. Friends forever mode, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) So I want to ask as we move forward Mm -hmm. as well what do you think is the key to being successful to having such a long-standing almost over 40 years Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. recruiting and staffing what is the I know you can't give industry secrets (laughs) but what do you think is one of the secrets for Mm -hmm. your your company on being such a long-standing mm-hmm. company in the in our community. Yeah, for sure. I think um, the number one secret, and people say this all the time, and you know, they're like, whatever. But it's networking, and I know it sounds cliche, but honestly, you increase your network, you increase your net worth. Mm. That sounds corny, I know, but I promise it's true. When my dad started the company, he had. A so many people in his network that any time he would say, you know, hey, hey, so-and-so, I know you know X person over here. How is their company going? You know, do they need a new contract or they, how's their HR department going? You know, and then they say, actually, no, but I know so-and-so. So it's just about never being scared to reach out to someone and saying, you know, hey, would, you know, do you guys need a new vendor? You know, and I know sometimes people feel apprehensive. I don't want to bother anybody or they're just going to say no. Or, you know, I tried and no one responded to my 20 emails. Well, people aren't going to always just respond to an email anymore. Marketing has grown past that, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's just about making that connection. And I think that's where it gets lost. People say, okay, network connection, blah, blah. But it's like, are you making a valuable network connection? Like, are you just sending a, you know, brand email? Are you really like connecting with that person in a way that they remember you? So when they come back and I say, oh, yeah, Ashley, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember you because we connected on X, Y, Z. And now, yes, something came up. Let me put you in contact with my department. And so that's something that kind of keeps it going time and time again. When the um, when COVID hit and everything shut down and people were feeling skittish and scared, you know, they felt comfortable still using us because they had had a relationship for so long. And you have to maintain that relationship as well. So it's just about cultivating those new and keeping the old. <laughs> I think, but... It pairs well with your philosophy on friendships as well, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, because as you said, you build your network, you build your net worth, Mm -hmm. 
you build your network, you build your, you build your net worth in friendships exactly, as well. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And like even, you know, amongst our sisters, mm-hmm. honestly, if someone asked you something, couldn't you not point to one of them that knows or does it themselves? Like, you know, yeah, it's absolutely. just an example of like everyone connected is valuable in some way or another. We just have to, you know, think outside the box sometimes on that. And I know it's hard, but just like jumping out there and I'm still working on it. You know, something my parents had, my dad had mastered and my mom is really good at. And uh, even Steven, he's (laughs) really good at it. But um, for me, I still get a little skittish sometimes. I'm like, are they, do they want to hear about this? Like, and they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So that's something I'm even still working on. But I know what the key is to the success and I know that that is it. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's good. I want to thank you so much for sharing because it takes a risk, mm-hmm. um, but it also is proven. Yeah. You don't become, you don't get 40 years no, in right. this without it working mm-hmm. um, and you don't have, you know, 30 plus year friendships mm-hmm. without it working, without mm-hmm. being able to reach out to others. Yes. Um, and being able to offer mm-hmm. and not just taking, mm-hmm. but being able to offer, you know, quality candidates and then quality friendships. Exactly, as well. Ashley. Like this world is tough. Like you don't want to go through it without your friends and family. So that's why I'm just like, you know, you want to keep those connections, you know, they're important and just maintaining those. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> mental note. I'm. <laughs> How good is is my network struggling? Cause my network, I need to work on my network. That's good. That's good. So, Crystal, mm-hmm. as we come to the end, I want to ask about the mm-hmm. journey ahead. Yes. So, as you um, are seeking the Lord for the next phase of your joy journey, mm-hmm. would you dare share your prayer for the next five years yes yes definitely definitely um my prayer for the next five years definitely starts with uh health I just want you know everyone in my family and my friends and um to just be healthy and happy in that sense you know I always pray for everyone to just be okay and I think you know that comes from having dealt with you know obviously my grandmother's passing and um, my father's passing and spending so much time in the hospital that for me people just being healthy and alive I'm like (laughs) thank god you know and so that is it sounds like a very minimal thing but it it really is it really is major. So for me, that's the number one thing. And then also, you know, obviously expanding our family. That's like my prayer also. And then just maintaining what we have with the company and growing it as well. And just really, really focusing on, um, you know, getting people the types of careers that they want. A lot of people like to work remote, you know, so uh, focusing on that um, and just taking the company to that next level. And then obviously, last but not least, is just growing my involvement with church and stuff like that. You know, since I've moved back, you know, we go to the same church and stuff, but I want to be the level of involved um, that I was, you know, before I started working and got married and all this stuff. I want to participate.
participate more. And so for me, that's a goal for me and my family. And that's something we pray on and we're like working towards. So yeah, my goal, my prayers is just health and working on our relationship with God and growing the company and creating, you know, our family and just that's literally it. (laughs) Nothing too crazy. I love it. I love it. So if someone wanted to reach out to you, if they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, I need some um, they wanted to partner with mm-hmm. the Spearhead Group. How can they get in touch with you? Yes, can you for sure. Services? For sure. You can go to spearheadgroup.com or you can email recruiter at spearheadgroup.com if you want to send in your resume or you have questions about your company becoming a vendor, uh, working with us. That's how you would do it. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Please do that. <laughs> and then be sure to, t- um, in the comment section, write down your favorite takeaway from from this video, Crystal. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ashley. I'm so proud of you. Pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited, y'all. I told you. <laughs> I'm at some point in time. The probably the whole line will be here at some point in time. Um, yes. It's a lot of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That means a lot of seasons, Ashley. Oh, well, we'll see what the Lord says. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praying, praying. (laughs) But please, please, please like, share, and subscribe. And um, till we gather again every single Thursday, may God increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends. Bye. (laughs)